This episode of Aphorisms is recorded in London, the colonial capital, and on the unceded lands of the Gadigal and Wongal peoples. We pay our respects to Elders past, present and future. Oh hey there, welcome back to Aphorisms. Um, We've had a little break from the podcast because, well because life um, got in the way. I finally moved house um, into my own lovely little studio which I never thought I would have in my dream little location in London so I've been pretty feeling pretty pleased with myself but as everyone knows moving is garbage uh and Maddie Maddie's still having a little break but I'm really 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 excited today because my one of my besties Hannah um will be joining me and I missed her so much and we haven't spoken in so long so today we are going to wrap up um all of Real Housewives um season 13 and we are obviously going to do each other's horoscopes and you're going to remember why this bloody segment of our show is called astrology hacks because we are the biggest hacks in the universe and finally hunter and i are going to talk about one of the greatest shows of all time um that we bonded over in new york many many years ago with no trace of irony whatsoever just pure unadulterated love and obsession um for criminal minds so if you share the love or you want to know why the hell we are so obsessed with it um i highly recommend sticking around to the end of the show thank you very much for joining us and hope you enjoy Good morning, Hannah. Good morning, Anne. Where's my evening? <laughs> you oh, good evening, Anne. <laughs> no, Maddie always is like, good morning, Anne. No, Maddie says good evening to me and I say good morning to Maddie and that's the joke. Cause oh. Yep. Oh, I didn't get it like that. Yeah, okay, you... do it again. <laughs> good morning, Hannah. Good evening, Anne. Oh, thank you. You have a very <laughs> sexy voice when you do it like that. <laughs> I was trying to sound like Maddie. <laughs> You didn't sound like that. <laughs> but that was a good try. I'm so beyond thrilled to speak with you today. I've been looking forward to it all week. How are you? I know, it's our first catch-up of 2021. It's Which huge. is disgusting. It's so weird because you are one of my greatest friends and loves in the world. But I haven't spoken to you this year. But that's okay. I think we've texted back and forth about Beyonce yeah. probably. Yeah. But no, this is our first breakdown chat. So I'm really excited. Me too. To talk about what we're going to talk about. Well, I think um, we should kick off with our horoscopes. Astrology hacks. Straight into it. Um, you're the guest, so you can go first if you want to, or I can. No, I'll go. Okay. Um, so the one that I found for me comes from astrology.com. Oh, wow, you really hunted for this one. Um, <laughs> it, was the first Google, it was the first Google result. Listen, it's called Astrology Hacks. <laughs> um, okay, so this is by Mackenzie Greer. So this is Sagittarius Daily Horoscope mm-hmm. for May 5th, 2021. Love that. You're likely to be dealing with some heavy material behind closed doors today, Sagittarius. Be sure not to brush off your feelings and plow through them. The soulful Pisces moon reaches out to self-interested Mars, helping you take action on stagnant relationship concerns. Elsewhere, bond-building Venus aligns with transformative Pluto, bringing some supportive changes to how you do your craft. No, that's it. I think that's it. Um, that's a lot of planety stuff. Normally, mine are a bit less planety. What do you? How do you feel about that? Is there heavy material? 
Probably. Yeah. I'm trying to quit smoking and failing. Good luck. I think um, I quit. Sm- I got very sick last year after I got back to the UK from traveling to Australia, like very sick. And it made me quit smoking. And everyone's like, maybe you had the C word. And I was like, I don't think so. But I did quit smoking. Um, and it's done. I do I have. You, I think you had the C word. <laughs> I, might, I, might I have, do. I might have <laughs> had the C word. I'm now double vaccinated though. I've had, I did my second. Yeah. I had my second one on Thursday. And last time I was okay the day of, I was totally fine. The next day I was like walking to the shop with my girlfriend and halfway into our shop, I was like, I need to get out of here. I need to go home. And then by the time I got home, like I was just like a log. I was like, Kim, take my boots off. I can't move. Um, And it was really, and then it was just for like that day. So this time I was like, I'll be fine the day of, I'll just make sure Kim's here the next day. I got home from after getting my shot after I went to dinner and then I went home and I was out of it like my whole body was shaking so hard I couldn't hold a cup of tea I splashed it everywhere I was my jaw was locked and my back was locked because I was just like so cold and shaking a lot I must have sent a video to my mum to be like oh got the vaccine or whatever and she was like I'm about to have a heart attack are you okay like why are you alone (laughs) and I was like I'll be fine I'll be fine I'm just going to bed and then like the next day by the next afternoon I was okay but it was full on (laughs) She was like, where's Kim? Tell Kim to come over to your house right now. Why is she at her house? I'm like, she lives like an hour away. <laughs> um, which vaccine did you get? What I got that. I got the AstraZeneca. Oh, that's the shit one. No wonder you jaw locked and stuff. <laughs> well, I didn't know. When I got my first one, it was like 12 weeks ago. So nobody knew it was the shit one yet. Yeah, no, it's the shit one. You should You want the Israeli one. But well, they're not giving anyone. Pfizer. Well, I, I didn't get that. So... I'm like, I don't want my, I, I know we can't get it down here anyway, like not for my age, so you have to be over 50, but I'm like, I don't want that AstraZeneca trash. I know, I know. Um, garbage. But, but yeah, I don't um, care, as long as I'm like vaccinated, I hope that doesn't stop me traveling, you know what I mean? Yeah, true. I don't really care about traveling right now. Um, I want to come home. I don't, wanna sp- I don't wanna be one of those people that spreads COVID. I don't like, either, but I also want to come home. <laughs> We don't want you here. <laughs> <laughs> Australia. No one in the UK gives a shit about travel. Anyway. We don't want no one. We don't want anyone to come back. Our borders are closed. Uh, but except my... if you're in a Marvel movie. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> except for that. No. But anyway, back to this horoscope. Oh, yeah. So I'm trying to quit smoking. So that's heavy material. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not... Um, I'm not doing well on that one, um, but it's we're taking it. The goal is by the end of the month. It's not okay. A Takes 21 days to break a habit. I also was supposed to stop drinking, and I drank last night, oh, but I only had one drink. Why and would you do it that? It was a Negroni, and Yum. the waiter took it away before I finished, so it doesn't count. Excellent. Um, what else is it saying? Self-interested Mars, stagnant relationship concerns. I don't know. I'm failing it relationships right now like obviously i have my great love yeah and that's solid but um socializing and knowing who to trust and everyone is whack like sydney Mm. is whack man everyone Mm. is whack in sydney and i can imagine lost to the internet after last year and you know are stuck on zoom or instagram (laughs) they're just like I, I don't know. I'm struggling with that socially. 
See, I am like Maddie. I, I don't like people, but I'm like, look at my cat. Um, <laughs> Maddie has a dog. Oh, you know, I know what you mean. Apples and oranges. I know what you mean. Um, I'm on my Lisa Vanderpump BS. <laughs> anyway, and then bond building Venus. Da, 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 supportive changes to how you do your crush. That's good. That's positive. Sure, why not? Yeah, let's write something this week. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Oh. Sagittarius are in crisis. Are they? I feel like they're always in crisis. Yeah, that's what I said. Sagittarius is in crisis. I didn't say when or where, just generally. I I hope that you're not constantly in crisis. I don't know what to say. That is a bit of a bleak, nothing, also though wishy-washy horoscope. Let's look at mine. because it comes from astrology.com. Listen, (laughs) I didn't have a lot of time, okay? It's late at night. It's 10.38 p.m. I'm starting to see like which parts of the production are done by Maddie and which No, by Maddie you. does nothing. Maddie turns up. Maddie sends a Zoom link and says well, That's a big thing. Yeah. That's how it starts, right? With a Zoom link. I so. did struggle with that as well today. <laughs> but yeah, no. <laughs> Maddie does shit Let's all. <laughs> I just want to make that very clear. <laughs> no, they do a lot. They do, they a, do lot. a lot. Okay. No. Um, anyway, I wanted to say, let's hear about your shit show life. Okay. predicted. Oh, mine starts off with maths. I hate this. Okay. So my horoscope is from, as always, Scorpio Mystique on Instagram, written by Josie Via. And it says, Scorpio, today is 5-5-2021. 2 plus 0 plus 2 plus 1 equals 5. So today makes 5-5-5 in numerology. It's one of the most powerful ascension portals of the year. Since our, I totally missed that of the day. Um, since our planetary ruler Pluto is currently retrograde during this ascension portal and the moon is hanging out in Pisces all day, you're likely to feel super dreamy, perceptive and magnetic. Spoiler alert. I did not. Um, it's a great day for going on an adventure with people who make you feel at ease and who support your evolution. It's also a great day to open yourself up to change on a metaphysical and spiritual level. You may feel, this is not how I feel. You may feel like a butterfly growing their wings and admiring their own beauty. <laughs> I've literally been looking at the horror show that is the bags under my eyes all day. Um, with Mercury now in the freedom loving sign of Gemini, the key is to remove any limitations in your mind that may be preventing you from leaping into a vibrant, fresh start. You're here to recreate yourself as often as you see fit. So let your newfound wings take you to that new world you'll be manifesting. Oh, I mean, I'd love for that to happen. That's not happening. That's not. None of it's happening. The only part of that that resonated with me was that today is a great day for going on an adventure with people who make you feel at ease and support your evolution because that's you. That's this. Yay. That's talking to you. Um, I do support your evolution. You do. I You're do. so supportive. You send me little videos sometimes. You're a very supportive friend. Um, yeah. But the rest of it... <laughs> Maybe I do need to remove limitations in my mind because at the moment I just feel very tired. I've, I've just moved, which is exciting. So I have my own nice space and I'm recreating. Maybe that's the butterfly thing. I'm prettifying and beautifying my own space as I see fit. With all- I bought a coffee maker, which arrived today. Bitch, I have... What it's um a Krups one. That's the Nespresso Original Capsules pods. Mm-hmm. I literally I have never do felt... I don't mind. I don't know how to do a whole proper espresso situation. I'm not a barista. So pods, it's going to have to be. But nothing feels more adult than buying your own coffee machine. That's not like in the rental place, you know, or your parents'. True. Um, 
I was going to say with the butterfly part too, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think like um, that can sometimes feel hard to grow wings and bust out of a cocoon. Like that doesn't sound like easy work that's to just grow true. wings. Yeah, that's true. Maybe. Maybe they're coming because I feel very, maybe I'm very in a moment of transition, you know, where I'm, I'm trying to put things into place to be good. And I'm not one of those people that is always like, I hope one day this is positive. Like I'm very much in the moment usually where I can see my blessings and enjoy where I am at that time. However, I feel like this time is a building moment for me. That is awesome that you're able to stay present because I do not stay present. Like I live in the future and the fifth dimension (laughs) or the past and the ancestral plane or the present, but (laughs) like just a few seconds in front of everyone. Yeah. Like it's terrible. And so if you can be present and grateful, that's what I'm working on. Otherwise I get scared because I don't know where my future is going. I don't know what country I'm going to be in. I don't know too many things. You know, I don't have savings. That freaks me out a little bit too much. So I'm like, well, everything's fine right now. In this very moment, I have a coffee machine. I have a, own my own apartment in a nice area. Like, so I need to just stay there. My friend told me yeah. once that they did the opposite and they're always like, one day when we get married and one day when this happens and one day when this happens. And then her partner was like, you're doing this because you're not happy with right now. So stop deflecting and just fix the moment. That's a read because that's me. Is it? <laughs> one day I can, you know, I'm like, I can see myself not smoking one day. No, that's but good. Like... Do, keep doing that. <laughs> You'll be fine. You can do it. At least get, maybe get a little e cig. No, I don't want to do that. Okay. I don't want to do that. I'm really trying to just pretend that I don't love cigarettes anymore. Even though smoking is the best thing in the whole world. It's the best. I know. Like people don't under- non-smokers don't understand. It's they the don't best. understand. It's my greatest joy. I still am sad. I'm not gonna lie. I did smoke a few weeks ago, <laughs> but that's because I was with my old work team and we went for drinks at the pub. And that was and we get a communal pack, and I don't have my own, and we all just share, and it's the best, best time. There's nothing more beautiful than a communal pack of cigarettes. Mm. Like it is so bonding. I yeah. remember when Erin and I were working on our first film after we left film school and someone had like lined us up with a script editor who was also a teacher and we went to the meeting and she just like eviscerated us (laughs) she was awful like it was so awful and we left and Erin had this crushed pack of menthol cigarettes oh menthol and we sat on the green outside the film school and smoked the entire pack (sighs) between the two of us and then said and kind of said to each other, like, is this film bad? <laughs> Do we still want to make this film? And like answered all these questions and ended up making the film as Yay. we wanted. But like it took that communal pack. We'll never forget that communal pack of menthol cigarettes. I don't smoke that. Like I, I smoke menthol cigarettes. So I think the reason why I managed to quit is because they've become illegal in this country. And you can't get them. So you just have the nasty normal ones. So that might have been the reason I was able to quit. God, the British Empire is such, like, a police state. Such a police state. Like, oh, my God, don't get me started. Um, But, yeah, that's probably why I was able to quit. Also, remember Purple Sneakers and smoking together there and all the – and on the green outside of uni? Oh, I love smoking. (laughs) Uh, I was thinking about Purple Sneakers recently because it's, like, just of the kind of, like – 
the predatory men aspect of it, I guess. And I didn't realizing that we were all nineteen, and there was people there that were like forty. Yeah, and how gross that was! Like <laughs> true, and we probably followed them around because they were like, we were like, oh my god, they're in a band in Marrickville. Woo! Yeah, I live with one. Yeah. <laughs> you um, live with a really good one. <laughs> Oh my god, that's so funny. But like all those gross predator men that used to just, and you just used to not think anything of it because you were like 19. You're like, yeah. oh, they're on TV or something. Mm. But it's like, yuck. You went out every Friday night to pick up teenagers. I will never forget one of these disgusting men. Um, I used to work at a record company. I was an intern and he used to come in all the time. He was one of the, a friend of a friend of the bands in his own band. And he's just, I'm embarrassed to even talk about it, but I was obsessed with him and he would flirt with me so much. And then eventually he like invited me to go one of his gigs. And I was like, oh my God, this is happening. He's going to sing to me. This is it. I think you came with me. You came with me. It's always that they're gonna to see to you. They're gonna lock eyes with you. But I walked crazy, in. Though. I walked in, and I felt like he did lock eyes with me. And then afterwards, as soon as he got off stage, he's like, "I saw when you came in. You were a little bit late, but I sang that one for you." I was like, "Oh my god, this is yeah, happening." I totally, I totally remember that now. Yeah, and then he, he's like, "I just want to introduce you to my friend." And then he introduced me to this girl sitting next to him on the other side. We get to talking. Turns out she's his girlfriend and moving in with him and i was like what the fuck and then afterwards he's like i'm so glad you two liked each other as well i'm like what are you talking about i was like fuck off leave me out of this and then two weeks later i went to is it the mca down at the rocks yes went to the mca with my mum for some reason like on a sunday we caught the ferry and went and watched saw like whatever there was a photography exhibit it was all black and white it was all marrickville photographer and as i was looking i was like I feel like I'm in a room like surrounded by pictures of this horrible person that I can't get off my mind. Am I going crazy? Looked closer. I was in a room full of pictures of this person because the photographer did their album cover. And I was just like, get me the fuck out. It was like a movie. I was literally surrounded in this room. I'm like, nah, this isn't happening. God, our boys and man's days. We just used to talk about it to each other and just rant for like 45 minutes at a time and didn't even comment back and forth. It was just... Your turn, my turn. <laughs> it was psychotic. It was psychotic. But we were young and stupid. So, so stupid. I've Now I know I don't even like men. So I was really stupid. Yeah, I don't like men at all. I think I knew that then. But like, <laughs> I still ended up with the guy in the band, yes. You did. But drummer, so he can't look at me and sing the songs to me. So. <laughs> <laughs> and doesn't play bands no more. So that was a bait switch. Yeah. Just a regular, he's just a regular dude. He's just a regular dude, a really nice regular dude. So that's good. <laughs> I love him. Shout out to Shorty. Yeah, we do love him. Shout we out to Shorty. Him. Um. Okay. So our horoscopes are meaningless. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. Life is a mess. <laughs> shall, speaking of, shall we move on to Real Housewives of Atlanta? Because the season just wrapped <sighs> up. Yeah, so the last aphorisms I listened to about Atlanta was um, the dungeon. Yeah. Um, since then. That was the last good thing that happened on the season two, so. Yes, that um, is accurate. Since then, it was sad, sad stories. It was just basically Kenya turning into a detective, trying to slut shame anyone that was involved in the dungeon because she was jealous that she wasn't. Okay, so let's just go in hard, right? Go. Let's just go in really hard and start with this whole bolo situation. Do you know what my problem is with it? 
it's like obviously the slut shaming is annoying Mm. right yeah and this is me just going way too far with how much i think about housewives but like i loved the dungeon party i loved the freedom of it i loved Mm -hmm. all of that um but by bringing up this like someone bolo'd bolo stuff i'm like this is actually a really like for me i felt like a really shitty thing to do to sex workers. Yes, that's. I was about to say that to Bolo. Because he was not there to sleep with anyone. No. If he chose to sleep with someone after, that was off the clock. That's not Bolo time. That's personal time. Yeah. And I don't like the expectation that um, if women are in a bachelor's party setting or any kind of setting where there's a sex worker, that there's there's that that expectation is there. Um, yeah. And that someone might go for that with someone that doesn't want to go where Bolo went in the end. So I just, I don't, I don't like the way that it's all, and I think Kenya isn't like layered enough to understand that that's what's going on. I think Candy understands it. Yeah. Because Candy's like, why are you talking about this? Like, why are you talking? Because she sees it as business. Right? Yeah. These are people that perform sexual labor and whatever. As a happened, job. That wasn't what I paid for. I didn't pay for that. Like, yeah. I paid for him to show his talents in the way he does. And so I think Candy gets it, but I don't think Kenya production, most of the audience get that, like, uh, I just don't like it. I yeah. don't like that they took this incident they took this really fun um like safe exploration yeah and turned it into something that when you represent it on screen how that might play out in reality could be unsafe for those people yes um instead of celebrating the role that people that perform sexual labor play in our society mm-hmm. which i think it did it was like this is i think it did too you- up up until the event right after that it was then reframed as this like horrible, dirty, seedy, kind of shameful thing. But the whole experience of watching it was the total opposite. It was joyful and hilarious and it was like refreshing to see them all participate in something that they kind of all let their guards down. Even fucking Kenya did. Like she wasn't being an annoying bitch the whole fucking night. And I was like, this is great. What a turning point. And then and then it went all the way downhill in the way that it was framed. I would even say, like, the expectation that, um, like, the married ones, like, I guess Cynthia and Drew, had to tell their partners the full truth. Oh, I know. That made me feel sick. I was like, why? Like, they're going to, okay, sure, you might say what happened, um, but, and you shouldn't have to keep it from them, but why is it, why are you checking that they told their partners the truth? Because... This expectation that our partners like know every little detail is stupid and totally. again perpetuating things that are not unrealistic. Like I'm not saying I lied to Shorty, but I'm just like No, it's not about lying, but it's this thing of I like you give him every detail like minute by second by second of a yeah, girl's that's cr- trip. That's crazy. And also your partner I think we've talked about this before, but like your partner is not your everything all in one person. It They can't be. That's not sustainable. It's re- going to breed resentment. It's 
just not healthy for that one person to be everything to you. You know what I mean? So my partner is one element, but my girlfriend and like someone that I'm going to girls trip with is that's a different like element, you know? Yeah. And I just think yeah, people are entitled to that. The dungeon post the dungeon, like ruined it for me. Completely like, agree. Um, I didn't think Portia had to be honest. I didn't think Bolo had to be honest. His safety, I I just, I was gross. And I was like, even if Kenya's just doing this as a production thing, I'm like, gross. Yeah. Also, Tanya like, disappeared. Like, ugh. Is she in Canada? Like, I don't understand. I can't believe the impact that it had afterwards, considering the vibe that it had. In the moment. Well, because people are really judgmental. People right? are judgmental. And also once you wake up the next morning, I guess you have those feelings of, oh, what did I do? Did I make a dickhead of myself? And then you have someone there telling you, you made a dickhead of yourself. Like, this is what happened. Yeah, but like, I don't, I guess, look, I'm going to quote Luann, right? <laughs> don't, don't be, be so- all uncool. <laughs> like, don't be all uncool. There is just no way... I would be like, if I didn't know, like if my friend didn't come out and say, you know, I slept with the stripper. Yeah. I slept with the, the performance artist, right? Yeah. Um, if my friend didn't come out and say that, I wouldn't be hunting for who did. Exactly. I just wouldn't. Same. I re- I'd, be, I'd be Marlo about it. Marlo until she opened her big fat mouth too. But I'd be <laughs> all like, yeah, I heard stuff, but I don't, I what, don't know. Nothing to do with me. Marlo was such a disappointment for me this season. I love her so much, but the way she quickly, like, I don't know what got into her. She was on her moral high horse and she went with Miss, like, Ked, what Kenya was saying about it and, like, that thought that Portia was lying to her and owed her the truth or an explanation or whatever. Again, she doesn't owe you nothing. Like, just let her live her life. Like, if also, are you a really good friend if you're there questioning her about it? And I think, like, this is the thing, like, obviously we've spoken about before how Atlanta, I think, is, you know, objectively the crown jewel franchise. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. it just does things better than other franchises. And I think it fell into a lot of traps that um, other franchises fall into. Which is caring about what the audience is going to think. Thank you. Kyle. this is what you have to remember. The story got leaked. Yeah. Right? The story got leaked and if this was Beverly Hills, we'd be fighting all season about who leaked it. But it's better than that. It's Atlanta, so we're just gonna fight. And but I think when it got leaked, people had their reactions to it, like the fans or whatever. Yeah, because you haven't seen it yet. Or you get these little details as well that were kind of dropped into the article, so you don't know the full picture. So it sounded like, Whoa, what happened? I was intrigued. Also, like, the little Instagram thing of hashtag it wasn't me and all this little stuff that happened. And as we said, people are judgmental. So maybe Marlo thought that – and who knows? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not online in this series. After Potomac, I couldn't handle watching people talk about black women on TV mm-hmm. in this context of Housewives. So I didn't look at online for this. But maybe people were judgmental about what Portia did. Yeah. I wasn't, but maybe people were. And so Marlo thought, she also says her nephews were like, what did you do? Yeah, what like, the fuck? Why? What? Why are your nephews on the shade room? 
Like, Honestly, it was so bizarre and they did it in front of a big Frida and it was just like so embarrassing. I was embarrassed on behalf of them. I was just like, oh, Marlo, we could have had it all. But it's really sad because I think Atlanta's always done the friend of really well. Yeah. Like even Tanya to an extent was yeah. fine with me. Same. Um, and, but Marlo is the, the queen of the friend of, like they're probably yeah. the greatest friend of across all franchises. Um, I think this year it had a friend, they had a friend of problem, right? Because you had Drew and LaToya fighting for a peach and then you had Marlo, I don't know, confused, like very auntie, I guess. Yeah. And without Nini, like she didn't know who to anchor herself to, right? Because yeah. before it was always just like default Nini, yeah. default Nini, default Nini. And then... I don't want to be like Kenya played her because they did have to stop fighting. But um, Marla just was a mess. She was a whole mess. Um, she was a mess. Drew, on the other and hand. reunion, she was a mess. Okay, yes, oh. let's talk about Drew Sedora. <laughs> okay. I am so torn. Part of me enjoys Drew in moments when she's like with Portia. But then I realized I like everyone in relation to Portia. Like whoever's getting on well with Portia and she's having a laugh with. I'm like, I love that person. Like, I even liked LaToya when they were making out. But Drew just has too many moments stacking up where I'm like, I don't think I like her. At the end of it, I looked at it as a total, as a whole. I hate her husband. I hate that he disappeared to Tampa for three days and she had to tell him that she grind, like, grinded on a stripper. I the, the profit thing, so she's mad at LaToya because apparently LaToya hooked up with someone who's the, a prophet and was going to christen Drew's kid and now she she he can't christen the kid because drew's like yuck you hooked up with latoya and he's trying to like get them and so for the like end of year christmas party friends miss thing her present was this weird little tape recorder with a weird tape where he's talking about the fact that he's married and has met someone that he really likes now because he's in the process of separating and she's like see i'm like see what what did this little tape prove ever literally candy was like this means nothing i'm not sure what you're trying to do here but it's just saying that someone who was married is no longer going to be married, has met someone that they really like. What is like, where is this like going? What are you trying to do what, here? What was she? Okay. Like, Oh my God. I was rooting for her. Same. Because I thought when Latoya said the thing about, and Kenya were laughing about her wig being a pet was like highly offensive to me. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, Yes, and then the Ralph thing happened, and it was her husband was disgusting, but she didn't let it go. So yeah. I could be like, okay, you didn't let it go. Um, and then she did the at the dungeon holiday. She did the thing where she signed the autograph for Latoya, and everyone yeah. thought that was shady and funny. And so I feel like at the Christmas party she was trying to do that again, but Latoya Aww. didn't even turn up. Yeah. And I was like, "How did you know? Like, how do you even know that Latoya is going to get your gag gift? Because it's specifically for Latoya, and it's a yeah. like secret Santa thing. It was just a mess, and it yeah. was sad. And she became this judgy church lady. Yeah. And, and, oh. and culturally, I just can't relate to that. Like, on one hand, you're busting it down on the coffee table and saying I felt free. Yes. And then he's talking about this prophet. Like what? Like, it was truly bizarre way to end her season. It, it gave me like big pop 
pastor holy whore energy. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is boring. The, the, it's boring. And it's even sadder that they're calling this guy on FaceTime to answer questions. Like, I'm just like, leave these mega church pastors out of my housewives. Yeah, please. Pretty please. Um, I co-sign that. And I don't like Latoya at all, but oh. Drew just... She's awkward and weird. And she, yeah, yeah, yep. She's awkward and weird. I think that's what it is. I can't feel comfortable or like at ease watching her because I'm like every time I'm like, where's this gonna go? I don't have a read on her at all. Whereas Latoya, I'm just like you're a demon, so that makes me feel comfortable and safe because that's how I feel about Kenya as well. So it's okay because I know what I'm about to expect, which is chaos. But with Drew, I'm just like, you had me, you had me going. Well, no, no. Now I don't know where we are. Do you know what I mean? And I wonder if that's like, um, I did, there was one line that I did like when she said, Latoya forever, Latoya never, never. <laughs> I thought she like, was. She's just, she's, I, I don't know. I, I can't, yeah, you're right. I can't place a read on Drew. Um, I have a friend who's like, she has to be a one season housewife, like she has to be. <laughs> but then I'm also like, if we weren't watching this stuff about the prophet, what were we watching at the end of the season? Yeah, absolutely nothing. fucking nothing. I don't care about Kenya's marriage. I don't at all. Candy had no storyline at all, but I still am delighted by her. Um, Every time she appeared on screen, I was just like, God, you're the most beautiful woman. She is so stunning. Candy? Yeah, Candy. They're, they're all gorgeous. All of them are cast. gorgeous. I just am always like, oh, I love her but so Candy much. Candy is – Candy was a great talking head this season. Yes. Um, That's what she was. I, th- I think, like, there's this weird thing where I feel like a lot of the drama that involves Candy gets cut out. Because I know there is some stuff going to, was going down on socials or something between her and Portia, and there was stuff around Black Lives Matter and who was doing oh, what, yeah. which which uh, in some ways was really like as a black woman I'm interested in because that's real, like yeah, you know, within the kind of movement and trying to do something, you do discuss and quip and possibly not agree on what course of action to take, right? But obviously um, they made a collective decision to just represent um, activism in a positive light with the exception to what Kenya... Like Kenya's stuff about that is gross. So gross. the activism is gross. But yeah, I think a a lot of Candy's drama gets I think what happened was that she went to the network so she went to bravo and she has done a lot of work behind the scenes in terms of getting black owned production companies to win projects because when that happens how great was that excellent actual like want you to approve companies for production yeah not the crew members and stuff it's the companies because the companies are the ones that get to keep any kind of buffer of the budget and kind of take home and actually have the power and control over creating the content right so she's been doing a lot of that and she kind of just announced to the women that bravo agreed to all the things that she requested um and like put it in the group chat and she said that Porsche didn't really reply other than to say like that sounds great glad you got what you wanted i'll have a read of this probably later and candy was like what do you mean what i wanted wouldn't everybody want this but it just sounds like i don't think Porsche read it properly um no and candy's just on another level right yeah when candy explained what she asked for 
I was like, this is on another level and has taught me more about Mm -hmm. how Bravo operates as a network than anything Nini said about how they treated her. Because, like, the thing about how some of these black production companies had actually done work for Bravo, but they were not still not approved for what I think they call it in production or something like that. Like, to do the actual productions, they still weren't approved. And so it's like, yeah, like that is a mad power move. And Huge. good on you. Portia might be upset that, yes, Candy didn't clue you in on her idea and that you didn't think of it first because you're a, a baby activist and, or you're out in the streets. You're doing something different. Right? It's different, right. Um, you're, you think it's protesting and donations, whereas Candy is more about this. Both yeah. are necessary. Mm-hmm. So I understand why Portia, like it's a natural to feel excluded i guess um and not moving as a collective but too bad candy had some other things she wanted to get done and, and she did she got them fucking done i was so got them fucking done. very impressed um that being said i did enjoy every single montage about their friendship because i've always <laughs> wanted them to be friends and it fills my heart and i got a little bit teary um and i just want them to be in a good space um as a whole <laughs> I agree. I think Candy is a good person. Yeah. Um, and a, an amazing business person as well. Uh, and I think Portia has grown. So like, much. And, and that's, I think, if you get to the first episode of the reunion, like, like Kenya has grown, but she's unable to just kind of be grateful and celebrate her own growth. Um, and accept that other people can also change. Like she's, you I'm, know, we know I'm, why Kenya has the problem she has, but Portia's just grown and we enjoy growth. We it's nice to watch. enjoy it. And it's like joyful growth. She just makes me laugh so hard. I'd love to have a drink with her. One of my favorite lines was when she was sitting with Drew on this, I think in Charleston. And Drew was like, why don't you fix it with Kenya? Like, aren't you the Black Lives Matter girl? And Portia's like, that is a black life I value, but that person I want nothing to do with. And I'm like, fair enough. Very articulate. She said it wearing a blue Ivy jumpsuit as well. I appreciated that. It was just a very like well put funny line. It was fantastic. And that's why when Kenya says things like, well, I guess it's not all our lives. (laughs) It just sounds so stupid because it's like, I might not like you, but I don't want you to be killed by the police. Yeah. I didn't mean to laugh on that part. But, <laughs> but it's true. Yeah. Like, it's like when she says that stuff, she sounds so dumb. awful. Which is why I just, part of me has to say a lot of Kenya is production driven. It has to be because it's so awful. Do you know what was the, like, the kiss of death? What? When Beyonce quoted her. That was it. There was no turning back. You can't bring someone back down to earth after that. No, I don't think. uh, And this is what I was so funny because I was thinking about it and I thought to myself, like, Kenya has that, right? Kenya has formation (laughs) for sure. And so that's why I think I get to this point where I'm like, it has to be she's doing it for production because no one that is quoted by Beyonce could be this awful yeah i guess also she doesn't want too much focus on her own actual details of her life maybe like her marriage and 
but I mean, they talk about it, but part of it feels like she's trying to deflect and then doesn't effectively do so anyway. I think she's just trying to drag it out for a storyline, but he's not actually there. So it's like a lot of <laughs> yeah, meeting with lawyers. Like what would have been going on for her? Like, she, yeah, that's true. like we would have seen her weight loss journey this season. I guess. Um, like, and this was the problem. I, look, do we want to say it was COVID? Okay. Or was it the cast? I'm going to put everything down to COVID. That's just fair. Yeah, I think there is a cast problem. I think across, I think you messaged me the other day and it has stayed in my brain. You have a way of doing this to me where you said like, I think the golden era of Real Housewives is over. And we've already kind of touched on the reason why. I think it's because now they're all at the point where they know what the show is. They know what it can do. They know the potential opportunities, the business, the, the stakes are high. They also know that the audience could turn on them or hate them or whatever. So everyone just cares so much about how they're perceived and kind of doing some shitty little wines or businesses or something. That's the main focus rather than at the beginning, it was just about people's relationships and people who are actually friends and spoke to each other off camera. Oh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think that's part of it. But I, I think they would have always had like some hang-ups or some kind of block about, you know, how they were perceived. But I definitely think you're right about, like, the businesses of it all and the machine of housewives is is over. And, and I think COVID contributed to that because you mm. couldn't have these amazing, lavish trips. Oh, yeah. Um, you couldn't film. You couldn't have parties. Um, yeah, like... Ugh, it's all so bad. It, like, I'm not yeah. watching... I struggled to get to the end of Salt Lake City. Um, yeah. And then the whole Jen Shah thing. <laughs> that I was just, a struggle for us, too. But, like... And also, like, what happened after? Like, with She's Jen still Shah, filming. Just like, She's still filming. And I guess just blindly going about her business and hoping that she'll be okay. Like if she can make herself as popular, someone said like, she's trying to make herself as popular as possible and do like a Teresa so that she can come right back out onto a show. But I'm not sure that she has that level to fall back on. People forget like with Teresa, she had to fucking hustle. It wasn't just about, I want to get a season two and um stuff it was like we need money because me and my husband are gonna go to jail yeah and we have four children yep and then they right. did like she had a real urgency <laughs> to go on that path and she a lot of people forget Teresa went to jail yeah she went to jail she really like, went to jail she went to jail and none of all these girls won't be Teresa, but none of them want to go to jail and, and no, no shade. I'm an abolitionist, like fuck jail. Right. Yeah. But, but she went to jail. She did her time, you know, whatever they say, Erica, come on. Chink, chink. I would love Erica to go to jail so much. I can't, Stand her. She never will, but I, I cannot stand her. I'm part of me. I'm not sure if I want to watch Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. The only reason that I'm, I think I'm going to is because Sutton is now a housewife and her and Garcelle are like really good friends. Like they spent New Year's Eve together. Like I want to see this friendship play out and be like, 
fuck you, Lisa Rinna, fuck all of you. Do you know what I mean? I can I just say that's been like my burning question for the last <laughs> like few weeks is I wonder if Af's gonna watch Beverly Hills and why. Like I've just been speculating for weeks. And I just have to say I don't want Erica to go to jail. Um, one, again, abolitionist. Mm. Two, if she goes to jail, she gets her redemption. And I don't want, oh. that, I want everyone to hate Erica because I've hated Erica from the start. Okay, I want like, that too. I want that too. I want to see her have to sit and eat shit on a whole season of TV. I don't know if I can watch Kyle and Lisa Rinna. I really hate Kyle and Lisa Rinna beyond. Like, the thing is, I only end up fucking watching it because I always need a Housewife series to watch. Like, And I also want to say one thing. I'm yeah. low-key angry that Erica has all this drama because no one's going to say anything about Teddy. Yes! Yes! <laughs> Teddy. That happened. That yeah. happened between Jen Shah, between Erica, between oh, Denise Richard, I forgot about that. and Teddy. And Teddy is getting off and that makes me madder than ever. Yeah, fuck Teddy's that. Teddy's the worst now. Teddy. Oh, God, I forgot about that she even existed. I hate Teddy so much. See? <laughs> has done us bad, man. Like, I know. No, I bad. know. But you know what? I rewatched in lockdown. I rewatched season one, two, three, and four. I think. God, it was good. It was so good. It was amazing. And see, that's the thing. You're talking about season one to four, and like we're on eleven, twelve, thirteen across mm. so many of these franchises. And yeah, nothing really good happened after that. And you know what? Kim Richards. It was sad, but a lot of it was Kim Richards and Taylor. Yeah. And Brandy, Lisa Vanderpump. The glory of Lisa Vanderpump. The glory of Lisa Vanderpump where she was unfucking touchable and they tried, but she came back leading the pack. Um, Everyone, everything is over. Like, and it's it's sad. sad. It is sad. And I think the new franchises, it doesn't work that way anymore because you get these like criminals coming on, (laughs) these shady people, um, the racism of it all, mm. like on Dallas, like Dallas, I don't Oh watch. my God. Um, Dallas was disgusting. I just watched the reunion today, actually, because I really do love Tiffany Moon. I just want better for her. She like, I want her to have her own show about her adorable twin daughters and her being like an, an is it an anesthesiologist? Yes. Yeah. She's amazing, but I just want to watch her. You know what I mean? Away yeah. from all the others. Maybe Deandra can pop in every now and then, but Cameron Westcott is a racist asshole. She was awful at this reunion. She told Tiffany that she was being racist by doing impersonations of her Chinese mother. And Tiffany's like, what are you talking about? She's like, you're perpetuating stereotypes. Isn't that racist? Isn't that racist? That's racist. That made me feel uncomfortable. You stupid white woman. And Tiffany was literally like, are you telling me that me impersonating my mother is me being racist to my own race. Is that what you're telling me? She owned her completely, but Cameron just would not let it go. She was like, where was the energy for Brandy actually being a fucking racist? Where was the energy for Leanne who was actually being a racist? Like what is wrong with you people? It was actually, yeah. That franchise, it's like, it's it, terrible. It in that bubble where they don't understand what racism is, but At they all. insist on talking about it. Yeah. And I'm just like, 
they don't know what anything is. They don't know what race, <laughs> ethnicity, nationality, no. cultural heritage, rich. Like they don't know what anything is, no. and they just call it all racism. Yeah, it's, and it's very a mess, and they need someone to. I just like don't Andy think we have the range. Yeah, Andy does not. No, have the range. Andy's the worst. Andy's one of them. He's a fucking white gay boy that's just as bad. No, they need to dismantle Dallas and just give Tiffany her own show. Did you ever watch yeah. Big Rich Texas? No. See, that was fucking funny. <laughs> Still problematic yeah. as fuck, but I actually used to love that show. Um, and then I just... started watching Summer House. Oh, me too. I started watching I just, that too. I, I skipped the. I've, I've seen a few of the early episodes, but I just skipped to the season with the black girl, um, who turned out to be a letdown. I watch it during, like, while I work. I always have to have TV on, but I need something that's just filler that I don't need details on. So I've watched about four seasons of that and have no idea anyone's name. Yeah. Like, it's like that. But I've watched it's it. It's kind of like that. I enjoyed but, Below um, Deck as well. I've been watching Below Deck during Corona. Um, so good. So good. Below Deck's the best. Like, the if you've best. ever worked in service or hospitality, Below Deck is the best. So good. And right now there's um, – don't watch season one of Sailing Yacht, but season two is fantastic. Okay, I haven't seen that. I stopped watching as well because Kate had left and then there was no band, so I didn't really know anyone. But I might move on to Sailing Yacht. What was it? Love sailing band. Yacht? I love Chef Ben. Me too. Yeah, Below Deck Sailing Yacht. Second season, not the first. The first one's terrible. Okay, thank you. But, um, um, but yeah, no, I Housewives is – I'm struggling. So you're I'm not going to watch Real Housewives of New York. Okay, yep. I was about to ask. I'm going to watch that, even though Dorinda's not on, just because um, I hope that cast knows how to deliver. Like, I, hope. I hope so too. I am, I'm so sad not to have Dorinda in the premiere. I did watch it already. Um, Sonia's very different. She's like very subdued and seems like she's got some sort of clarity and is a very chic bob. And I'm very interested in her energy right now. Leah, I have always kind of liked Leah and I still think I'm going to like Leah. She seems like she's still going to be fun. She's also sober again this season, as is Luann, very freshly sober. Um, So yeah, I'm still cautiously optimistic. And then there's Ebony. She seems like a badass. She's new. Um, So I've always got kind of cautious optimism for New York. I think you should watch it. So at least we have one housewives to talk about. But also, they're filming All Stars. What a terrible cast for All Stars. Kyle's there. It's perfect with, <laughs> without with Kyle. The exception of, yeah, it, but the thing is, they had to take someone from the West Coast and they weren't going to take someone from OC. No. God, no. Now that so franchise they had is to take someone from Beverly Hills and no one else is an OG. It's really unfortunate that she's going to be there because she's going to suck the life out of the room. But I believe they're currently filming and there's Kyle, there's Teresa, there's Ramona. <laughs> um, who else is there? Melissa Gorga and then Kenya and Cynthia. <sighs> yeah. So I've seen a still that looks like Melissa Gorga telling off Kyle. Oh. Like, <laughs> like of all the people to come for Kyle, Melissa Weak ass Gorga. Like, that means nothing's happening. If Aww. Kyle and Melissa Gorga are fighting, because they're the two thirsty ones that would have to manufacture it, I want to see Teresa and Kenya, Kenya. <laughs> go for Kyle and. No, sorry, Teresa, 
Ramona and Kenya. Yeah. Go for Kyle with Cynthia and Melissa on backup. I love that. Kyle will be decimated. It's not going to happen. No, never. But God, I wish it would. Look, I Beverly Hills, when it starts, message me if, like, you know, Kyle starts to go down. But if she's yeah, not getting if she's a bad get, edit this year, I'm not watching. She better be getting, like, a villain bad edit because her sister's coming. But I don't think Kathy and her are, like, allies, which is what you and I talked about. We were like, we don't want to see this if it's just someone else come back up, Kyle. I hope that doesn't happen. So maybe I'll just watch, like, a, one episode and see what happens. I'll see how I go. Last year, yeah. though, it just made me feel so upset. Like, I was upset watching it. I hated it. But that's the thing. I can't think of, like, so Beverly Hills last year made me upset. Yeah. Um, OC. Pat- Pat- I didn't watch that, so I was really <laughs> upset. Um, uh, Potomac ended up making me upset. Really upset. Salt Lake City just was disturbing in the end. Yeah. And New York, um, Dorinda left. That made me upset. That made me upset. Like, I'm not getting a lot. Like, I don't even. Like you said, like, that's why watching Portia is great because at least she's enjoyable to she's watch. So and enjoyable. I like watching her. Whereas the others, I'm just like, ugh. Like. Yeah. And that's sad because, you know me, I love my housewives more than yeah. anything in the world, but I don't know if I don't care anymore. I don't either. I kind of sort – I'm, like, torn. If we, if we could just start afresh and just wipe everyone out, pick entirely new casts of, like, really rich women. Like, I want rich. I want obnoxious. I want people with fucking 12 toilets like Tiffany had. Like, I want – actual wealth you know like i used to want to watch it just for like the porn i don't feel we get that anymore because they're all a bit too embarrassed and want to hide what they have and don't want to be too flamboyant with it and i'm like no tell me how much that bag well, is they, well they live in rented houses like oh, wow. it's Sad. like i live in a rented house Same. Like, Ooh, big deal <laughs> <laughs> but like i think they should go down to no more than five people to a cast yeah like which is actually what's happening with new york yeah i think that's like when I was watching, like, when you watch those earlier seasons of New Jersey, when it's just, like, Five or yeah. Beverly Hills or any of them where it's just, like, small amount, you can actually go into people's lives. Like, not everything has to be group. Yeah, drama. and less room to hide for other people. Yeah. And no, the friends of, like, um, don't come to group stuff. <laughs> okay. All right, I'll let Bravo know. Yeah, tell, tell Andy. <laughs> um, you know what show does bring me joy, though? What? Criminal Minds. I'm doing a oh rewatch because you told me to. And so I started watching it with Kim and we started on season four. Like you told me to, you said watch four to six. But then Kim was like, she was making fun of me so much for watching it. And then she was like, this is good. I'm like, I know it is. And so we went back and started again at season one. And it just makes me feel all the feels because it makes me think of you because you and I, when I was in New York in like a million years ago, 2011, I don't know, when you moved over there, I came to stay with you for a few weeks and we watched it for like an entire day. It was always on some fucking channel and we watched episode after episode. Like, this is so stupid. Why are these weird flashbacks? It was the, the evolution of Frank. I'm like, what is this? But then you watch it and you're like, fuck it, I'm hooked. Let's keep watching. Like... 
I love it. I love it's it. It's so good. It's so good. And for those that don't know, there's like a like Disney Plus now. Had I don't want to sell Disney Plus, but it has this whole like <laughs> network TV adult section. So there's like Scandal on there. There's yeah. Alias. Like there's really good kind of network really TV good. stuff. Like and all the ABC is- stuff. Yeah, and one of them is Criminal Minds, oh, and yeah, I started a rewatch, and it's fantastic. It's, it's so good. Look, it does have, like, Shorty describes it like he's like a show where they catch serial killers and everyone gets to say something, because they do have <laughs> that, like, round-the-table dialogue where everyone says one line, yeah. and that's how you get the story kind yes. of thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> literally i'm looking off into the distance like oh (laughs) yeah because there's so many of them it's like a cast of housewives right it is and and as the seasons go on and people leave and they bring people on like i don't like that one season jennifer love hewitt oh yeah yeah right remember when they tried to bring in jj like 2.0 and they just got like another blonde woman thinking that that's the only reason we liked jj and we're like no (laughs) We just liked JJ, get rid of this bitch and bring her back. And then they did, which I appreciated. I hated Elle Greenaway. Hated Elle. Yeah, Elle is the blotch of the early season. Yeah, she's the Um, only, you're right. She's the only one. And then Prentice came though, but and she's the best. Yeah, and they just replaced one brunette with another, which is so funny. But that time it worked. (laughs) Yeah, Prentice is fantastic. Yeah. But then the thing about JJ that's so funny, that blonde, she's not even like, an FBI agent, she's like in the academy. Like they couldn't even find another FBI yeah. agent that was blonde. I think it was but like they, her dad was a serial killer. So that was her experience. Yes, that's what it was. But also like I love no matter how <laughs> they try to get rid of JJ, like shout out to AJ Cook. Like Love her. I love her. So <laughs> she much. She keeps coming back. Yeah, she, she got pregnant, back. she came back. They put in the other blonde, she came back. I love her there is something so special and so warm and lovely about her and the fact that her and reed become best friends after he had a little crush on her and then he's the godfather to her son in the show and he's the godfather to her son in real life like it's just and so is kristen vang ness vang, i don't know how to say her name the one that plays um penelope she's also the yes. godmother to aj cook's daughter like kids i just love them so much they're a real family and then hotch went and ruined everything well <laughs> Hutch, well, this is okay. Hutch did like the daddy ruined everything. Ruined like, everything. I hate that you just called him the daddy. Oh my god, I love him. I love, I love him, so, him much. so much. I'm like he I'm plays like, um. How, what is he? The head of the BAU, which is the behavioral for for those that don't know. Criminal Minds is about the BAU, which is the behavioral analyst unit of the FBI, who study and tra- and chase down serial killers they interview them they whatever they profile them they create a profile of the serial killer and that's how they find usually track them down and he's like the head of the BAU he's very serious he's very stoic he's very like stiff upper lip and like you know their fearless kind of steady leader but then every now and then he says a little joke and your heart just flutters out of your chest Kim my girlfriend is like very butch lesbian but every time he says a little joke she's like <laughs> I love him like, I know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't, this man, like Aaron Hotchner, it's like, Ugh. not only does he have one of the best arcs on the whole show oh, ever. The best. But, um, yes, his sense, like he's played by Thomas Gibson, who was Greg, Greg from Darwin Greg. Greg. 
So he has a- excellent comedic timing. Yeah. But he's just dry. He's Very really dry. dry. But he's also... Um, very caring, like, a very caring leader, very yeah, empathetic, yeah. very human, um, yeah. constantly battling the life of like his family, home life and raising his son and being the head of the BAU and track, like killing serial killers. He's just a wonderful, wonderful character. And this show brings me far too much joy than it should. Like we literally watch it at nighttime as we both fall asleep and I wake up like that was, that was like serial killers. My bedtime story. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. I've watched it. I've been watching it every night too. Yeah. I do have to warn you though, like, don't keep watching it to the end. Like, I watched because okay. Criminal Minds is finished now. Right? Yeah, I know finished, that. Like, last year or the year before, mm-hmm. the ending was terrible. Okay. Everything we just talked about loving, they take that and ruin it. Okay, I won't be watching. Um, and so don't, like, don't do it. What like, season is that? Like thirteen or something. 12 or 14 all of those last like the last like from hotch leaving okay i'll stop watching after that do you want to talk about why hotch is leaving left (laughs) in real life not on the show no spoilers (laughs) wait okay in real life okay so he was an asshole on set i actually reread about it recently because i was like why did hotch have to go he punched a producer he kicked a producer yeah and apparently he and if you rewatch it, you can sense this a little oh. bit. He and Shamar Moore, like, did not get on. Don't tell me this. I don't like knowing mm, this stuff. They that really makes me struggled upset. towards the end. They, they fought a lot. Um, and then he was – Thomas Gibson was directing an episode. I don't know. Just oh. – <sighs> Didn't he also catfish someone or get catfished by someone and then it went public yeah. and it was super embarrassing? <laughs> yeah, he got catfished by someone and <laughs> – it was embarrassing. He sends this like zaddy video from a hot tub. Um, but I don't even think that's what got him fired. It was yeah, on set behavior. But it's just, it sucks that that's what happened. Yeah, because um, you're right. He does. We have, like, we have heaps of seasons. We have so many so seasons. And like you said, he has one of the best arcs ever. There is some, there is one of the serial killers from the series who I encountered like with you when we were watching it in New York back then in season four. And he scared the living fucking shit and daylights out of me still does have to watch it through my fingers. Like to this day, I'm like, I can't watch when he's on screen and the actor that played him. It's the Reaper, by the way, the Reaper is a serial killer character. The actor that played him turned up in one of the Spider-Man movies, which I watched at the movies and he just appeared on screen and I went, Oh, like lost my mind even though he played a good person but i was like, like it's the reaper it's very good it's fantastic the reaper's fantastic and and look i do have to say like with everything that you go back and watch that's like over five to ten years old like there are problems in some of those yeah. early episodes yes. like some of the any any kind of um oh it's just like it's not bad like but it's 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 all the things that we're trying to change about our society, like so ableism true. or queerphobia or transphobia or misogyny mm. or just all the things that we're trying to get better at when we tell stories on screen. Like there yeah. are some that are a bit schlocky. A little bit schlocky. Um, yeah, and so I try to skip episodes that might all I've I've watched some, but yeah. <laughs> I try to skip episodes that are mm, me too just questionable. Yeah, I'm like, trying to I try and remember, week. and I'm like, no, we're not watching that. Yeah, there was one the other week that had um, 
like an African ritual religion kind of tied into it. And it was just like, uh, you know, and, and it, you know, in the end it, it was fine, but I was just like, just do white man serial killers <laughs> that kill their whole family. Like, yeah, just do that. Just do that. Um, and this will mean nothing to nobody, but I just want to mention it because I was right about something. The Vincent episode was a wonderful oh. episode and you used to be like, this is so dumb. Why do you even like Vincent? And you texted me the other week and you were like, I am weeping. This is an excellent episode. I can't believe I used to skip it all the time. I think it just made me too emotional. Remember that? Yeah, well, look, I still don't like a Derek episode and that is a bit of a Derek episode. A little bit Derek, but not that Derek-y. It's more it's of, good Derek. It's good it's Derek. Good Derek. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yes, I, I, I think I used to skip it because I just thought it was lame. Um, and then I watched it. And, and it's something that I've really appreciated on a lot of the episodes this time. Like the writing was really good. Yeah. That um, one particularly. On that yeah. Mm, it has really good writing. And it was also an episode where I was like, I know how this ends, but I can't remember how we get there. Yep. Same, actually, I had that too. Yeah. So, yeah, you can rewatch them and and stuff like that. But I'm so glad you did it too because I'm like, this show's good. Like, I know (laughs) when I went to film school and stuff, because that's when we were in New York before I went to film school. Yeah. You're not supposed to like these shows where, you know, everyone says one line, so you get a story, because they're just like, network shows i guess like ncis and csi but it's so much more than that it's so much more than that it's so much more than that it is like a really good real housewives cast (laughs) and they go on trips every episode yeah and they love each other at the end of the day they're a family um and i used to not be able to watch it because i think i i don't know why i was like very triggered by it but it used to make me have like severe anxiety like in normal situations afterwards if i'd seen an episode where something happened like that i would be like i'm about to be murdered like i couldn't even cross my hallway to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night because i was like someone's in my house watching me and so i have to try really hard to just squish squash that down because i live in london now and i'm a grown-up and i can't think like that or i'll be paralyzed <laughs> like yeah it, yeah it is like that and it, i think once i'm trying to watch... find the joy in it again you know like just embracing that vibe yeah and it's super unrealistic so just remember that <laughs> and i'm not special i'm probably not gonna be murdered <laughs> that's a... <laughs> like that's like yeah that is statistically shows. that is the problem except is when i watch way... episodes where i'm like they're middle class white women with brown hair and they live in an apartment building i'm like fuck that actually could be me but then I'll see one where it's like blonde, rich, daughter of an ambassador. And I'm like, that can't be me. This is fine. This is not a scary episode. You know? God, there are so many good episodes. I always like, um, and it's so funny because you really can count on like one hand how many like black serial killer episodes there are. And like some of them are so good and then some of them are, are really shit. Yeah, I can but barely like, remember any. They are always that like, I don't know. It's very, I guess, American and white trash and highly oh, recommend so i want to go and watch one now before i go to work <laughs> me too but i can't i have to watch it with kim maybe that's why i don't get scared because i have to watch it with kim yeah shorty hates it um, 
but it's one of my favorite bad TV shows. Me I think, too. yeah, I think we'll do Alias next as well. I've never I'm seen Alias. Maybe I should watch Alias. Yeah. Okay. You should watch Alias. After I finish Great you British would, Menu. Actually, you would love Alias. Would I? Alias has good, um, like, sexual chemistry. With Michael like, Barton you know, with, and Jennifer Garner? Like, yeah. Okay. I think I'm just over straight people, <laughs> sexual chemistry. I don't want to watch straight people anymore. I don't find it. I totally get that. And that's why I'm like, no, this is actually, like, good. Like, right, you believe fine. it. Yeah. Um, in the meantime, I'm going to go back to Great British Menu because that's my favorite show. <laughs> Does that have, is that still, like, old? Yes, you just watch a new old se- no, it's a new season on BBC. What? How do I watch that? I don't know. I watch it on BBC iPlayer. It'll probably be on Lifestyle Food in like five years. Yeah, is Prue still a judge on it? No, Prue's gone to Great British Bake Off. That's why, because that's what I watch. No, like, it's Andy Oliver, stuff. who's like a restaurateur slash chef. So she's on it, and the two men are still the same, except now Andy has changed to a host, and then they have a guest judge. Anyway, it's the format's changed so much, and it doesn't have Glyn Purnell on it anymore, who's my favorite chef of the series. What am I talking about? Anyway, it's really good and I love it. And it's, I like watching people who are excellent at what they do be excellent, you know? It's is not like Richard, Corrig- Richard Corrigan on it in any he, he does come back as a veteran who, like, guides. So they have – it's a new format. It's, like, episodes one, two, and then they've, they're guided by a veteran who grades them. So then over the four that week, only two go through to the judges based on what the veteran selects. And Richard Corrigan's a prick. He's so – He's a tyrant. I was about to say tyrantical, but I meant tyrannical or tyrant, and I couldn't get the words out. What are they cooking for? This year is um, British innovation. Anyway, um, I feel like we're done. I know how we should end it. Okay. I know how we should end it as an ode to um, Afroisms the blog. Tell me who your best dressed at the Academy Awards was and your worst dressed. Um, oh my god, this is so intense. Hang on. Worst dressed? I can't really remember anyone. Oh. I'll tell you mine. Tell I me your worst. A, I thought Zendaya. She's <gasps> so much better. I was about to say Zendaya. I was about to say, not my worst, but my most disappointing. Mm. I was disappointed. Yeah, I, I understand yeah. the reference of the share thing or whatever, but it was disappointing. And I guess it was a washout year. But my best should be no surprise. Regina King. Yeah, mine too. Oh, my God. Everything she's been wearing lately, I'm just like, <gasps> can you get your fucking foot off my neck? Like, just incredible. But also just, like, the seamless fit of that dress. The fit was... of everything she's been wearing has just been perfection. Mm. I also thought Carrie Mulligan looked shit. I thought she looked shit too. Another disappointment because she was one of my faves back in the day. Mm, me too. But, yeah. Definitely Regina Hall. Okay, yeah. that was what I just wanted to know. Did you say Regina Hall? Topsa. Did I say Regina Hall? Very king, yeah. king. No, I said Regina oh, King. I, was like... so, I mean, I meant Regina <laughs> King. <laughs> okay, I think both of us. I need to go to bed and you need to get on with your day. But yeah, well, I'm glad I got to hear your best dress and we got to wrap up Atlanta. I don't think anything's going to happen next week at the reunion that'll change the way I think. I don't think so either. And, yeah, let me know how Beverly Hills is going and then maybe I'll check in and watch it. I will. Thank you so much for um, joining me today. It was a delight catching up with you.
anything to keep the podcast going and <laughs> shout out to Maddie as well. I love listening yeah. to you guys. Like I definitely couldn't have gotten to the end of Salt Lake City without listening to you guys. Thank you so much. That means a lot. You are such a yeah. supportive friend. I fucking love you. Have a good day. <laughs> <laughs> you too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you can tell, but I was really excited to catch up with um, my friend. And that was essentially just an hour or so of the two of us catching up <laughs> on life. Because um, that is what we talk about, is the shows that we watch. We once had like a four-hour brunch where we just were talking about TV shows. Um, I hope you enjoyed that journey with Hannah and I. We will be back shortly. Hopefully Maddie will be back soon. Um, have a lovely week. And make sure you watch Criminal Minds because it's the greatest show ever.